Hello, hello, this is Mr. Authentic 838, and we are back with another episode of the Unpacking Podcast, and I just want to say thanks to everybody that tunes in to the podcast. We got a special guest, Vic Damone. Yes, sir, yes, sir, junior, junior, junior. We got Trouble, representing the Trouble brand. Yo. And uh, Motown, man, he's just like, yo. And then Motown Gaming. Back on the road again as usual. Go ahead, let's get it. All right, man. We're gonna jump right into it, folks. Uh, the topic of today, hold on, I have, I literally just wrote it down. Is the gender wars in the black community? Now, this is touch and go, y'all. And just want to let everyone know that when we speak about this, this is our, this is just our opinions and our perspectives. So, if you feel some type of way about something that is said, understand that this this podcast is specifically for it's a it's a safe space to have the conversation, and there's no judgment either way, because there isn't no right or wrong way for a person to feel. If you can't understand that or accept that, you might not want to listen to this one. I just want to put it out there, but understand that it is our opinions and our perspectives from where we view things individually. Does that make sense? Even turns, if you ain't got thick on, but don't listen. Oh, well, yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. So, um, Vic, uh, I guess you can go ahead and start us off on, like, you know, what made you... When you hear that, like the gender wars within the black community, like where do you where do you feel that comes from, and where do you feel like it started? Man, you know what you you so, so I like to look on social media. Boom. Not even social media. YouTube. YouTube is really is is that that's where you see it the most, and a lot of people really kind of neglect YouTube because you got to look at Instagram and, and Snap and Facebook. These are the booming social media over YouTube. Right. Because YouTube provides such a broad spectrum on videos or how-tos and this and that. But over the last couple of uh, months, really the last couple of years, man, I've noticed the, the, a recent like hard influx of uh, different type of podcasts like the Manosphere and you got the woman sphere, and then you got this and that, but a lot of it is is a lot of it. It's really man versus woman. And you got the red pill, you got the blue pill. So you got, I mean, there's so many things. But when it comes to the black community, it's like I look at it as, as a lot of these podcasts. It's a blame game. It's a point of fingers. It's it's who's wrong, and and and, and I'm I'm the the the, the, the the best gender or women do this better or women don't do this or men don't do this or men can do that so man just looking across over the years dude it seemed like uh it's just been a hard influx especially rest his soul after kevin sander which a lot of people look at him in a negative light and they don't realize he's not against women he's against men and women 
this man, a lot of women think this man goes so hard on women when they don't pay attention. He goes harder on men. <clears throat> but the outcome of all that is you just have so many men and women that are really blaming each other for their shortcomings. Or a lot of them will speak from, a, I'm, I'm speaking from a man's perspective or I'm speaking from a woman's perspective and not realizing that they lack an accountability because they speak personal experience and never from a broader topic you know a, a broader spectrum when it comes down to it so I, I, it's just man the, the, the when you look online dude and you look on YouTube and you look on, on, on all these social media platforms it's like you see uh, it's just like it's getting worse it's getting so much worse now and then of course you know with this whole Roe versus Wade thing that's a game changer a huge game changer because that just brings on even more when you look at it, the, the, the whole gender war situation. Right, right. I think like it, you know, before, because we've even kind of brushed a, gr- a little bit on it on the podcast about, you know, the gender wars and whatnot and how they, and how a lot of things pander to women or men or vice versa, however you want to say it, or whatever the case is, and then, you know, I think the biggest part, the biggest problem is, you know, trying to just get the understanding and the verbiage correct, because that's a problem in itself, too, because um, communicate, not knowing how to communicate how you want to express yourself is a bigger problem, because the way you communicate can offend somebody else because your verbiage isn't correct, you know? Well, I, realistically, man, when you look at most people today and then just, I mean, just a generation alone, a lot of people are thin-skinned. They're what? Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, when it comes to, to saying how you feel about something, sometimes... There's no other way of saying it. You can't be politically correct about every single little thing. So realistically, I mean, a lot of people are are really just thin-skinned, man. Like, everything is offensive to everyone, to someone. So it's like, instead of of trying to focus on how to say something, which the verbiage is definitely going to play a huge part because a lot of people can use words that they have not even the slightest clue what that word means. Right. Um, but also in two, I mean, we're adults. So it's some things that you're just going to have to take on the chin, man. It's, it's called accountability. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, if, if I'm listening to this podcast and, and this is before I got married, right. I wasn't big on marriage, didn't care about marriage because I, I ain't, I'm not going to give my life over to just one woman, but that, that's something that, that when you think about it, when you were growing up as a teen, Man, one of your biggest goals was like being able to smash anything that you can. I want the bad chicks. I want the. I want to be able to. You you want to be known for being that that dude that that don't have no problem with getting women, right? Right. But we never focused on. I just need to find me one good woman because see, women are so intricate, bro. That you could be dealing with one type, and then you stand out and you deal with a different type. And to me, one woman is enough because. One is already hard enough to deal with as it is. Yes, it it's is. So, 
Yeah. It's so hard to deal with, dude. So you have to. So if you're dealing with more than one, and you're having these different types of women, a man got to literally be headstrong because you got to put on different hats. So you got the the businesswoman. You got to know how to tend to that businesswoman. You got the hood rat. You got to know how to tend to that hood rat. You got the nerd. You got to know how to tend to that nerd. So I think when you when you really look at it from 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 that man's perspective, we we looked at things and we valued a lot of things that really were worthless, dude. Right, right. Not only that, but if you got time for that many females, you you, you ain't doing nothing for yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, you got you got that much time, time free time on your hands. Way too much time. And see, and see, I've always been told that. And see, I, I grew up without a father, but I had father figures. Right. Right. My big, my oldest brother, I would have to say, would be the greatest male figure, male role model, alongside my cousins, my brother-in-law. Like I had strong male figures in my life, right? In which none of them were players, bro. None of them were. Right. They were a one-woman type. But they always dealt with just one woman at a time. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so. When you when you really look at it, for me, I was always told that you need to have all your ducks in a row, which realistically you'll never have that dude. And the human experience is always gonna be learning. You'll always learn. It's gonna always be failures and whatnot, but you gotta learn how to bounce back from it's a mindset. Right. It's it's it's, it's how you deal with it and not what you deal with. Matter of fact, I, I'm reading a book right now, um, and it's called uh what is this book called, man? I'm, I'm halfway through this book, and it sheds so much light for me, but it's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. That's crazy. That's that one of my books on the list. Dude, that book and the whole thing about that book is, man, in this human experience, you're going to give a fuck about it. You got to know what to give a fuck about. Exactly. Right? Right. So, in the amount yeah, of F-bones that you in that book is priceless. I'm telling you, it's, it's a great book, dude. I'm half, I, this is my second time reading. Right. So, as men, when we were growing up, we gave a fuck about, we want to be fly. I want to, now, nowadays they call it drip. Right. Right? Uh, we want to we wanna be players, right? Nowadays they call that shit polygamy. Um, those things you we 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 never really should have put so much emphasis on those things. What we should have been putting emphasis on is uh, I want to make sure that my credit is right. Right, it plays a major role in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to I want to learn how to treat a female. Cause see, if you don't know how to do that, it don't matter what type of woman you deal with, you're not gonna get it right. Yep, there's gonna always be shortcomings. So we just put too much value on a lot of things that, that that really made no sense. And what drove that was the music we listened to. Damn. The people that we hung around, what we saw on TV. So things like that play a major, I mean, a huge role in the human experience, bro. It's the things that, things like that when you were younger were cool. But then as you got older, you realize, okay, now dealing with different women, ugh. Yeah, she crazy, but she got. I don't want to. I, I can't deal with that no more. But then you still doing it, right? You know what? I, I, I got a question for everybody. With, with the wars and stuff that we see that's going on, 
what ways could we try to 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 pick up some a little bit of peace to get to a peaceful era with just the, with just us? How, how do y'all think we, we tackle that situation? I'm talking about the, the 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 macro, not the micro. And what ways could we do? I got a few ideas, but I want to see what y'all think first. It's uh, a good question. That is a good question. Uh, I personally would have to say is you got to you got to start with self first, man. You, you always got to start with self, man. If you sit down long enough and ask yourself, "What is my problem?" It'll come to you. It's gonna come to you. You'll start paying attention to a lot of things that you did kind of out of pocket, uh, certain decisions that you make. Uh, it, it's gonna all start with self, and then from there, man, you really just start having an honest conversation. Like, not necessarily what is it that black men or black women did to you, but what type of women or men did you deal with, and then go from there. Because it, everything, in my opinion, no matter where you can point blame, it all starts with self. Because the number one thing that most people fail to realize is. The greatest gift you were given from God, Jehovah, uh, whoever you whoever you pray to was a discernment. It wasn't life. Discernment was the greatest gift you were given. From there, All right, you, 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 you have to break that down for people who don't know what discernment is. Discernment is basically, man, I like to use the analogy of having a, the angel and the devil on the shoulder, right? Which these are the same people. It's your consciousness, right? It's decision making. If you are a poor decision maker, that's going to be 90% of your problem right there. If you continue, if you if you knew you were dealing with an ain't shit person, it's something about them ain't shit people that you keep on attracting. From there, you got to look at yourself and be like, all right, what am I doing wrong? Like, what, 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 my decisions that I'm making is getting me in the situations that that, that, that's kind of taking me down this road or taking me down that road. So, man, you got to learn how to make the right decision, right? Some A lot of people would sit back and blame when my father wasn't around or my mother treated me like shit. Right. My father wasn't around neither, but this is why I thought as an adult, I don't want to be like him. So I have right. to make the conscious decision not to do the things that he did. I think another thing, too, to add to that, I think... As far as You're the black, huh? You in and out? Oh shit! Can you hear me now? Yep. Uh, another thing that I think when it comes to the black community, the black community also, and I mean women and men, need some kind of sense of therapy because black trauma mm-hmm. is real. <clears throat> um, because there are so many broken homes in the black community. And different traumas and different things that black man face, black man faces and black women face. Like sometimes I feel like black women are so hard on black men and black women are so hard on black women. And they don't realize that black men and women basically go through the same type of trauma and just in different ways. And, you know, and it's just different because of the genders. But a lot of that trauma and the mindset that a lot of black com- and a lot of black people have in the community, um, people don't get over that type of drama or type of trauma, and then they bring that trauma 
into their older years and never get the type of help or the type of therapy they need to um, heal or grow from it. And then it manifests into something that creates something much worse. Um, <clears throat> like a prime example, like um, me and Troy was talking about earlier in the week when it comes to hate and how it manifest manifests in um, the gay community. <clears throat> because you won't let, you have certain parents, and this is a lot in the black community, as far as men and women that won't let kids just be kids. And what I mean by that, as an example, like um, my daughter likes playing with GI Joes and she's a girl, you know, but you have some people that be like, no, she don't need to play with GI Joe figures because she's a girl. You know what I mean? That's what boys do. Or if a boy wants to play with a Barbie doll or wear pink, they may be like, oh, well, that's just gay. You know, or they're saying my girl is my daughter is lesbian because she likes to play with boy things and boys like to play with girl things instead of it just being a toy and letting them be a toy. Then you got people in the world that are in the community that be like, well, he's gay because he plays with a, a girl toy or she's a lesbian because she plays with a boy toy and whatever. Then these kids feel some type of way about that. And then it festers up and they have something to prove that they're not what they say they are. And then that's when that hate within the uh, comes from when it comes to being gay or whatever the case is. Because now when they see a gay person, they were like, oh, man, I have to go or I have to prove to this gay person I'm not gay because they someone else said that I was gay because I was playing with this toy or whatever the case is and they grow up you get too far deep into this where we want to put a context on it all well, there's a certain I'm, age I'm, where kids can play with certain toys so well, no, no, not, no. it's not it out the window it all depends on the age of the babies too <laughs> no it doesn't I have to interject on that right because I was going to stay quiet and let everybody say this before I start you know, talking because y'all know I'm long with it but um <laughs> you there, there's no, there's no age limit and stuff like that. Yes, there the isn't one. Problem is, is that when you put a label to it, then it has to have a time limit. Right. So when you look at it, like, okay, when I was growing up, I ain't had nothing but girls around me, so I ended up playing with Barbies when I was growing up. As I got older, you know, more boys came around, so I started doing more boy things. But if I was stuck with girls, I would have ended up just still doing, like, playing the girl games. You know what I'm saying? But that does not make me gay. That makes me a boy that plays with girls. It's not a gay thing. You know what I'm saying? In fact, I mean, according to who I am, I think I got more interested in girls because I spent so much time with girls. Yes. It's understanding. Understanding. Right. Right. So it doesn't. It, it doesn't make me gay, but it made me interact with them more. So I, I, I talk to women differently than most most guys do because I'm not trying to talk to you hard. You know, it's like if I got to talk to you hard, I don't want you. Right. Because talking to somebody hard all the fucking time leads to arguments. Arguments leads to fights. Fights lead into problems. I don't want that. So if I got to talk to you hard, leave, remove yourself from my, you know, from my vicinity because I don't need you. But that's my mentality based on how I grew up and who I played with. Right. When we start labeling <laughs> kids 
and, and me and my little brother was talking about this. When we start, when we start labeling kids, we're pressing the idealism that they are different, so therefore they go in this box. The gay community, and, and, and I know people, whoever listens to this that's gay, believe me, I'm not homophobic, but it is a problem. We're just we're just having a conversation about it. It's not trying right. to generalize anyone to make them right. feel like we're there. Like once again, it's just our opinions and our perspectives. Right. But I'm not, I'm go not, ahead. Like, I'm not pointing anybody individually. I'm just saying as a group, as a generalization, the gay community wants to be seen as a minority. So therefore, any person that might be different, you calling that kid gay because they're different forces them into a box now they have to check off as they get older right and and to add to that if they don't want to be in that box they have to prove themselves to not fit that label that's what ultimately creates that type of anger and hate but here's something that that I had to approach this week too Mm -hmm. Um, I was on Facebook and a post came up and said that gay children are not the problem. Parents that disown their gay child is a problem. So, I mean, that sounds pretty much, you know, pretty much cut and dry. You know, gay community is all, you know, like, yeah, that's right. But I posed a question that ended up sparking an argument. And I said, what the fuck is a gay child? Man. Now, people got mad at me for saying but I'm, but I, but I instantly approach as a father. If you're talking about a child that's in his teens in high school, that's now approaching sex and they're gay, I understand that. Okay, because mm-hmm. I would never disown my gay son if he's having sex with that little gay boy right there. I might be a little concerned for other reasons, but we can get into that later. But. I'm not concerned with him being gay at that point. I'm concerned with him being sex. When right. you're talking about somebody that's not having sex yet, you can't call my child gay. My child's not gay. My, my son can be overly feminine. That don't mean he's gay. Or another word you can use for that is being timid. And a lot of people get those two misconstrued. They thousands come out right. in one way. But right. I say, when, when I say overly feminine, you can have a... a a large amount of estrogen enriched things that he's are he's emulating. Right. So looks feminine. But that could be for so many different reasons. Yeah. That does not say that his sexuality, what how he wants sex, is going to be of the same sex. Right. He's not A, he's feminine. He's like, a, a fem- for an example, you know, I know a guy that I grew up with is really in tune with his sensitive female uh, I want to say female ways he's real in tune with his sensitive side if you were to meet him because the way that he talks the way that he carries himself you would 100% think he's gay you know what I mean but he's not he's 100% straight but he's in tune with his sensitive side and his uh, uh, what is the word you used um uh, Vic, what was the word you just used? I can't think of it right now. Timid. His timid. timid. Yeah, he's very timid in ways about him that you would think by meeting him, you would automatically assume that this man was gay. 
and whatever. But he's far from it. He got kids and everything like that. But he that's just who he is and whatever the case is. He's just in and that's right. Yeah, he's just in tune with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, no one should make him feel like he's uh gay or some kind of makes him feel some type of way because he's in tune with his sensitive side or what I don't want to say sensitive, but he's in tune with his uh with his feminine, his feminine side. side. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? That shouldn't make no one feel some type of way about that. Right. So now but when you look at it from when you look at it from that perspective, like when when you have whenever a lot of men, especially when you think about from a woman's side, they always say, Well a man in order to understand a woman more, he has to get in touch with his feminine side. Right. Right. Logically speaking. When you look at that, that baby and it's inside that womb and it's, it's developing, scientifically speaking, what a lot of people fail to realize is it starts out as nothing and then evolves to a woman. And if it's going to stay a woman, it's going to remain a woman, but then it changes into a man. You've never heard no man tell a woman she needs to get in touch with her masculine side. It's a Right. Yep. And another uh, thing, another thing to add to that, you know, right. when you're also talking about masculinity and how men have to understand that you need empathy. Empathy is more of a what a lot of people would say is a more feminine trait. But you should have some men should have some kind of feminine traits just so they can understand from a different perspective understand from a woman's perspective on how to feel about certain things if it's right or wrong. Now, I'm a prime prime example of that because at one point I was just, you know, 100% all man about certain things. And my wife also had to get me to understand you got to look at things from a woman's perspective because this is not all right cut. It's all not black and white right here it's here's the gray area you know what i mean i never really paid attention at the gray areas until my wife started teaching me like look this is the gray area you're not paying attention to because you're so you're you know your masculinity is blinding you from look that there is a spot right here where you need to be you know sensitive about or whatever and be open to understand that this isn't all black. This, yeah, it's not all black and white. Does that make sense, y'all? Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But before before we get too off track, right, the, right, the, the, <laughs> to flow into a different type of conversation. Oh, no, I was gonna bring it back around. Oh, I was definitely gonna bring it back around. Yeah, sure. Because that ties into it. It ties into it. But I, I mean, I, you know, let's 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 try to get all our perspectives out, and let's get and we can get back to that because it is an issue. That also ties into my point of view. Right. But I, I you know, I, like I said, I, I like to go last because, you know, <laughs> when I start breaking this down, it's, a, it's, a, it's about to get real serious. Because this is an educated conversation. Right. This is a very educated conversation. This is not, you know, like I, I told the fellas earlier this week, the thing is, is that men have to stop trying to rule with emotion and go ahead and rule with their logic because that's our strong suit. Women need to stop trying to rule with logic and rule with their emotions because that's their strong suit. You cannot think, as a man, you cannot think emotionally if you're thinking emotionally first because these right. are Right. 
if you do you say stupid things, you do you do dumb things. Because men are ruled by a logical nature that something has to come first before my feelings. So I have to do this before I feel the impact of it. You know the problem Exactly. So look at it like this, right? So like say say, you know, Big Ma die. Right? Mm -hmm. And you the one who found him. You don't have time to cry. As a man, you do not have time to stop and cry. Because you got to take care of everything else before you can feel the emotion of losing Big Mom. You see what I'm saying? Because if you don't, if you get emotional, the first damn thing is you get irrational. Cloud of judgment. Because right. right, your judgment is clouded because now you're irrational because you're you're letting your your emotions override everything. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. sitting there, you sitting there, you know, punching holes in the wall and flipping tables and all this other stuff because you're emotional because your your granny just died, Big Mom just died. Up, uh, oh, I can't take it. But as a man, as a true man, if that ever happens, you know you have to cut off the emotion to take care of the business. Once the business is taken care of, you can sit down in your own space and feel. But women, now think about this, on the opposite end, if your significant other was to find her grandmother dead and she tries to go logical before she goes emotional, that's crazy. Not doing anything that is within logic and reason, she's still operating off an emotional response, but she's calling it logic. Then she's angry. Now she's angry. Now everybody gets on her nerve. Get the fuck out of my face. I don't want to talk to you. All that shit happens. Because she's trying to override something that is naturally first. She's irrational. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Irrational is that middle is that middle ground between logic and emotion. Mm -hmm. Because when your when your emotion and your logic don't match, you're irrational. That's that middle ground. That's that middle feeling. So anytime you allow something to override what you naturally are supposed to naturally are supposed to be producing, you're going to a rational situation. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, and see that that ties right into the problem. Because see, yep. nowadays you have a man who who is constantly rejected by women, who never had a chance, who who uh, who always chose wrong at some point he becomes emotional uh-huh and then that's the metal spirit bingo and that tends to and that leads him into having this uh, this 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 made-up concept that women are against him or women don't like me or women have a problem with me and then on the other end of the spectrum you got women who go through the same thing or let's just say well, she might have made some bad choices when it came to the men she dealt with. She went through, you know, this kind of abuse, that kind of abuse, and and or, or this might have happened with one man or the man that she chose. And then on that end, because she's emotional, she goes into logic and thinking, "Fuck these niggas. There's no man on this earth that can do X, Y, Z for me. All men are this. All men are that." And so when you look at it from that 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 type of perspective, nowadays. Which I've always said, when it comes to, to men, they are too emotional. 
way emotional. Yeah. Um, they are exuding more feminine traits calling themselves a man. And then you look at it from the other end, you got women who are who call themselves to be too logical, but then they go in and, and they'll start to exude masculine traits. They don't have enough emotion. And now, when you look at it from, from, from the female perspective, right, a lot of them say, well, I had to take care of everything in the household. I did it myself. But that's, that's, that's too much of a masculine trait and not really thinking. That's just being an adult. Okay, if you don't have a man in the household to help you take care of your kids, who else is going to do it? Right. Uh-huh. Uh, right. When it comes to a man, when that man ends up and he, he fucks up and have a baby by a woman that he knew was not nowhere near compatible with what this man wanted to do and don't align with his purpose in life, he then becomes, well, I, these women ain't shit. I can't, I'm going to tell you something, man. I used to be that type of man, bro. Right. See, I didn't grow, I didn't grow up being the ladies' man. I, and I'm still not, to be real honest with you. Right. I was never, I didn't have no game. I didn't sit up trying to talk to nobody and do X, Y, Z. Man, I was always told, bro, just be yourself. Right. And when you be yourself, somebody can either take it or they can leave it. Indeed. And at one point, I used to be that emotional, like, man, why women don't like me? And why? And I realized, like, dude, you, you, you kind of tipping the, you, you, you tipping on that side of the fence of being too feminine, man. Like, it's gonna happen. You're gonna be rejected, but that rejection is supposed to lead you into a. A, a, a really a new way of thinking. Okay, this is what I did wrong. This is what I need to change. Same thing with women. This is what I did wrong. This is what I need to change. But I feel like in, in this day and age now, you got women who, who again, you're easily influenced, men and women, easily influenced by the culture. We talked about that. Yep. The culture. I say the culture. We just basically talked about what you see on TV mm-hmm. and what you hear in music. Right. right, man. Mm-hmm. You, you remember when R and B used to be about love, bro? Right. I love, love, though. I ain't talking about that shit used to slap like that real love. Hey, it'll make you go write a poem or a love letter to the girl you like and slip it in her locker. Mm-hmm. Or it'll make that girl she'll step out and she'll be more feminine than ever. Now you got Meg the Stallion and 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 all these other. Then you got on the male end. You got men who, when it comes to R and B. Man, they not talking about shit. They're just talking about fucking. That's it. Yep. They ain't getting stuck in lick. That's it. That's, that's it. So, yeah, go ahead. So, 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 Number one, learn how to be by themselves because when you by yourself, you can achieve a lot. And I'm not talking about just tangible things, mm-hmm. but, but from a mental standpoint and from a growth standpoint, you have you have to get yourself right, right. before you right. move forward. So this brings forward a real quick question. I can count on her, not the country wisdom, bro. Um, would would it be safe to say that we kind of have to put ourselves in culture to figure out who we are before we get stepped back into it? Nope. No, you gotta cut yourself from what the what the world tell you our right. culture is. What your culture is. Exactly. Yes. What your culture is. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. Instead of trying to confirm to what the world is telling you culture is, you figure it out for yourself. Man, just be yourself. Just be yourself. 
everybody has their own personal culture. It's not it's not the same. Your culture isn't the same culture that uh, big the baby has. His culture is different. The reason why his culture is different is because his upbringing is different. The way he was the way he was raised was different. The way that he looked at life and how he looked at women is different. You don't act like the baby. You don't treat you. The baby got kids out here and he ain't married. You're a married man with kids. You work. You don't do things that the baby do. Your culture is not the baby's culture. You have Motown culture. That's your culture. Vic has Vic culture. That's his culture. You know, everybody has their own personal culture. Okay, my bad, my bad. Again, I, I, think, I, I think I'm ready to coach. Let, let's go, my man. Hey, I, I was about to be like, uh, like a uh, trouble. No, no, the thing is, Barry, you, you're going, you're going too hard about something. And I think, I think we're. What can I say? That is a point that I think is jaded. All right, so but let, let, let me break it down. The shit about this fucking black man versus black women war, right? Okay. This shit didn't just start. No. This started. This started in slavery. During, you know, during slavery or whatever, the, the seed was planted in, right? So, you had the the plant of you know the house nigga versus field nigga, right? You had that plant. Then you had going deep. You going deep. Yeah, he he's gonna break it down. <laughs> then you had the plant of of dark skin versus light skin. Then you had the plant of. Um, Men work. Men work the fields this way. Women work this part of the field. Mm-hmm. You had all of these different plants where they start that, that was changing the outlook of each individual person in a demographic of black people that was working that plantation. So everybody had their spacing. So if you was a dark skinned big man or whatever, you was in dingo. You was forced to fight and work damn fields, which I, that man would not feel fair. He didn't feel that the treatment was fair because I'm doing all of this work and I'm making this man all this fucking money, but he's still throwing me scraps. He don't feed me. But that light-skinned nigga is inside the motherfucking house and shit and all he do is serve food and he gets fed the scraps from the master's table. Like he gets better food than I get, but I make the money. Right. Then you have the women that's sitting up there being raped by master and the ones that's not. So you have the ones that's being raped by the master and you know what? She might get a stake. But the woman that's not being raped and shit, now she hates her because you let that motherfucker stick his dick in you and shit, you know, just to get the food. And I'm I'm sitting out here eating fucking corn and cabbage. You know what I mean? So you start getting that damn problem, right? So those problems were planted as early as slavery. Then we get into the release of slavery. We talk about 1865, but actually 1863. Yeah, so we talk about the release of slavery. So we talk mm-hmm. about the slaves are being released from, from bondage. As they're being released from bondage, you have sharecroppers with sharecroppers and shit that usually were the men that actually owned the crops. It was not the women that owned the crops. It was the men that owned the crops. But let's, let me frame the entire world at that point. At that point, the entire world was run by men. If you are a man, you have this. Black men released from bondage were trying to reach the status of being men. Okay? So we still looked at three-fifths of a person. So we're still trying to get to the status of being men and recognize as just being men. Okay? Our women were not fighting us on that one pure aspect of the household demographic. If I'm a man, I have a wife. My woman is my woman. But still, we're trying to just be recognized as fucking people. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you get into the early 1900s. We talk about Jim Crow era. Jim Crow era is the era issue where they figured, you know what? We're going to turn the nigger catchers into what we call the police. So now we're going to start snatching men up out of the fucking household, leaving the women to fend for themselves or have to go find a, another husband or they have to rely on some white man that they're sleeping with in order to get the things they need. So now you're putting you're putting the black woman in a position where she has to sacrifice her body in order to feed her children because her man is being either imprisoned or murdered because they don't want him to live and flourish. So let's move up to the 1950s. In the 1950s, you know, this is after the war, the First World War. You're looking at the, after the First World War, all these people are coming back. All of these white women are displaced from homes because their husbands died in the war. Black women are also displaced because their husbands also died in the war that they were going to come back from and never get the accolades for, right? Mm-hmm. So now you got dismembered men and stuff like that that can't work. Now the woman has to work the fields and everything else, but white women just have to marry up. So that's already that's already a problem right there because now black women are working where black men have to be taken care of because they come home from the war dismembered. We get into the 1950s, and I like to stay in the 1950s because that was at the era, the height of what a man was supposed to be and what a woman was supposed to be in the household. So you're looking at the man took care of the house. He, he, he was supposed to work. He did all this other stuff. But in the black household, the woman was making the money if the man was injured. But if the black man was not injured, the black man was the breadwinner. Okay, now we get into the 1960s. We're looking at 1960s. We're talking about civil rights era. The civil rights era was run by black men. The prominent, the prominent people in our community were black men who fought for everybody that was black. Okay, everybody was black. Didn't matter if you was man, woman, child, gay, whatever. Black men fought for your rights to be a person that was going through, that was happening. They murdered all of our prominent leaders. That's Megger Evers, Martin Luther King, and Malcolm X. They murdered them all. Okay? Right after they murdered them all, they gave us a civil rights bill. The civil rights bill was the right for us to vote. It was right for us to have civil rights. Not all rights, but Just civil some rights. Civil so civilly rights. Lived, okay? Mm-hmm. At that point, Literally, after they signed the Civil Rights Bill, not a year later, the women's rights movement started. The women's rights movement started to separate the black household from man from woman. At the same time, a year or two from now, that's when they came up with the welfare bill. The welfare bill was okay for any 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 sharecroppers, or not, I ain't gonna say sharecroppers, but any farmers. The farmers can retain their entire family and make and get welfare to subsidize what they were losing in crops. But black women were the ones receiving under the condition that there was no man in the house. I was started the whole separation. During that separation, black women and black men were finding creative ways to stay together and still get that subsidy. 1970s roll around now we, we get deeper into the women's live movements and stuff like that because see the women's rights movement really only kicked off because white women were figuring how you gonna let that nigga vote knocking so now we in the 1970s and we talking about women's live we talking about women having the rights to you know work and get paid the same thing which is just a constant still today that women are not getting paid the same thing that men do for the, for the same job 
I can get into that deeper, but we're not going to go deep. We're just going to talk about the, the, the statistics, basically, right? Mm -hmm. So we're talking about that. So in the household, the black household, now you got women going out here getting these prominent jobs. But when you say, I hired a nigga, I have to hire a nigga and a woman. I'm not going to hire two people. I'm going to hire one. So I hire black women. So that covers two demographics. I don't have to I don't have to hire a black men. So black men are out of jobs. Now black men are displaced workers and displaced in their households. Black men are basically the homeless, the largest percentage of homeless people still to this day. The largest percentage of homeless is black males. Okay? That started that, that kicked off in the nineteen seventies. You talk about the 1980s. Now here we come with the gay movement that separates the household even further. Black man from black man, black gay man from black man. So now we're not we're not even on the same page with our own gender. And therefore, here's the damn problem. Then you got you got the, the the feminist movement. The feminist movement. The feminist movement is also in the 80s. The feminist movement is basically you know is, is also bringing down black men is, is actually te is tearing black men apart making black men look like they ain't shit so we will fast forward to where we are right now with all these different movements and shit they re you know they're re-emerging right now all these movements are re-emerging and they get bigger right so when we talk about the war on black men and black women now you have black women out here feeling like they have to be the mother and the father inside the household but they literally plan to be baby mothers they don't plan to be wives and wives no more because being a wife means you have to subjugate yourself to a man that ain't shit. But where did they get the idea from? They get the idea from the history of how they treated black men in American history. So if a black man is being treated from the 1970s all the way into today like they are a third-class fucking citizen, their women are fighting for rights to be equal to a white man. Their, their women, our black women, are the hot, most educated, educated demographic in the nation. They're the ones that's getting the prominent jobs. Percentage-wise, when you're looking at the population and the demographics, when you look at it, black women are making more percentage-wise than black men. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the narrative is still being spent by a white propaganda that black women still have to fight for the right to be equal to their own man. When their own man is struggling to make what they're making. In most of our households, in most of our households, and this, this is this flat out, flat out facts, but we don't look at it because they don't you know, they don't always tell us these things. In most of our household, the woman is making more money than the man. In most of them. And that woman is trying to force that man to make more than her in order for him to stay. So the contingency of you to stay my wife, I have to make more money than you. But if my skill level is not on the same and on par with yours, now you're going to get rid of me to go find somebody with a skill level that's higher than mine and expect him to be the same man that I am to you in this household. So you left me to go chase this dude. This dude treats you like shit. Now all men ain't shit. Now you're now you're a motherfucking woman and shit in the household and shit with three fucking kids and shit with no damn father. Basically saying that all niggas ain't shit. But you're teaching your son these words exactly. You ain't shit just like your daddy. Mm. Oh, daddy ain't shit. That nigga that, that nigga that came around, he ain't shit. He ain't nobody. You're teaching your son these exact words. Your son grows up to think what? I ain't shit because I'm just like my daddy. I ain't shit because I'm a man. And if that's not if that's not the kick of the motherfucking nuts, look at this one. 
If he does not think that way, he's thinking a total opposite way. I'm going to emulate my mom. My mom's the strongest person that I see and I know. So the strongest person, every male, every male child gravitates to the strongest entity in the house and emulates it. So if the woman is the strongest entity in the house, that little boy is going to emulate the strongest person in the house, which it has to be his mother. He turns gay. If he does not turn gay, he turns into an emotional fucking idiot that's out here murdering his own because he cannot take somebody telling him something that gives him an emotional response. The war that the war that we're talking about is not a war that we're actually fighting. Well, we, it's a war that we're fighting, but we're not the ones that propagated the war. No, it's no, a plan. When you're going back, there. Go back to slavery, oh, and when that when that black woman was getting raped, she was getting raped in front of a black man, mm-hmm. and black man couldn't do anything do because he was chained up. And there, yeah. that caused a lot of resentment toward that black man because you were supposed to protect me, and then and take that and let's take the same words and go from five hundred years back to right now. Black men don't protect black women, mm-hmm. but it's if my hands are tied and I'm forced to watch you. How the fuck do I do? I can't That's do it. So how do I? How am I supposed to do something that I can't do? And then when you sit there blaming me for it, you say, "Okay." And it, it, it's it's all oh, so fucking funny. So it's like. You got a woman that's sitting there talking shit to another fucking man. He calling all kinds of bitches and hoes and shit like that, but you walking by. Now, here's the catch 22. If I'm walking by and I'm seeing and I say, bro, well, you ain't got to talk to her like that. She jump, she jump out her fucking body like, motherfucker, you ain't in this. What the fuck you talking for? Now you snapping on me. Okay? Right. If that's I happened before. don't say shit. Because <laughs> I, I ain't stopping. Because you ain't saying nothing. Right. It's the catch 22. I'm damned if I do. I'm damned if I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, at this point, we got families, we got to take care of our damn selves. So, as so, selfish as that may be, we try to help somebody else, but make my family lose their husband and their father. So, you got to have to. The thing is, you have to. When you look at it from a standpoint, right? Man is not supposed to be out being Captain America to women. You're supposed no. to do this to those around you, your loved ones. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm married, right? Now, if anything was to happen as far as my wife is concerned, I know my wife doesn't have a mouth on her. She is not going to sit back and put herself in a position where I got to fight this dude because of her mouth. She's not going to do that, mm-hmm. right? Um, what I was always taught is a man protects his fam- family first. You protect your wife. You protect your sister. You protect your aunt. You protect your like these are the women that you are supposed to protect, right? Mm-hmm. But once you get into a a, a a marriage, which a lot of people don't know anything about that because many are married, right? Yep, and I get married. Your wife becomes the number one woman that you are to protect. And so if I'm out and I see a woman putting herself in that position, what I will not do is I will not put myself in a position to where I can be taken away from my wife and I can't protect her. And that's when the 22 comes into play. Then I, I ain't shitting. I, I don't like black women and, and I, I don't protect black women. No, I'm only meant to protect the one that holds my last name. Yep, and my wife. With that, and with that, right, that's, that's a good point. But that's a good point of why men need to be men. 
there's no such thing as toxic masculinity. We're supposed to stay within the realm of being men. That is a man's trait. My wife, my woman, is the one that I protect first. My right. daughter's the second. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My mother is go behind them. It's a hierarchy to all what I'm supposed to protect. Now, the crazy part about it is that black women have been brainwashed to believe that just because I'm a black man and I see them in distress, I am obligated to help them. But the thing is, just like you said, if you're trying to put me in a position that's going to take me away from mine, from protecting mine, then I ain't shit. Because if I go away, if I go to jail, if I get murdered or something like that, trying to protect a miscellaneous motherfucking woman, then I leave mine unattended. Right. Yep. Who's going to protect now mine? They're seeking, now they're seeking some outside dude, some outside intervention to protect them because I'm not there anymore. Mm-hmm. But that also goes with, right. And but that also goes with what we talked about earlier with the, the whole idealism that women are starting to try to rule with logic when they're emotional beings. Mm-hmm. So you're trying you're trying to say emotionally, I feel like he should have helped. Man, here, here's the thing. That's how you may feel, but that ain't the logical thing. If I got stuff to protect, if I got a life of my own to protect, and you put yourself in a position because you choose to argue with a man on the level of a man, and you know physically you are not as adept as this man, you know that you can you don't pump fear into this man's heart like he's pumping into you. It's a thing that's called softening your soul. Okay, it's a softened approach that naturally women are are prone to. If a motherfucker is in your face, if a, if, a, if if men. If somebody jump in our face, mm-hmm. automatically we on the defense. Right. It's not a forced response. It's an automatic response. Right. When a when a woman jumps into another woman's face, and you can see this on YouTube, you can see this on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all that. When women are fighting, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have that natural fight tendency. They have to force themselves into a fight. Or some women. That tells you they're not supposed to be fighting. Some women, because I know some women that automatic. <laughs> no, 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 B. Hear what I'm saying. Our tendency, we don't have to be mad to fight. Oh yeah, true. If it's a threat, we automatically fight. We don't have to build ourselves up mentally. We don't have to sit up there and tell ourselves on sight I'm whooping that nigga ass. Mm-hmm. We ain't got to tell ourselves none of that shit. If a motherfucker poses a threat, it's go time. It's go. go. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't do it. If a motherfucker poses a threat to me, I'm automatically swinging. I might not be mad, but my 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 idea, the idea of somebody doing something to me physically in that moment makes me react. Mm-hmm. Like the concept of my life versus your life. If mine exactly. being my life is gonna I'm 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 defending mine. Exactly. So when it comes down to a woman, a woman has to build her mental up and amp herself up to the point of positivity at that one particular person to fight them on site. That's why when you see a girl get jumped on, on all these little these YouTube videos and stuff like that, she wasn't prepared to get jumped because her mind was in tunnel vision for one girl. Right. Because she had to amp herself up to fight that one girl. It's tunnel vision. Right. So when another girl swings on her, she going down. Right. But when a man is in a situation and he feels threatened, 
his mind is already on a swivel. His eyes are on a swivel. You trying to find out what kind of situation I'm in, all these niggas might attack me, automatically see that man back up so he can see everything in the crowd. He can survey everybody that's around him. That's a lot. That's our natural that's our natural response. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We are not naturally we are not naturally prone to argue. So we have to amp ourselves up to argue because arguing is emotional, not logical. Right. Okay. So it's like if I'm arguing with a dude, I gotta sit up there and find the argument in my mind to make myself mad at him enough to say the things that I say. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I gotta amp myself up to argue. I don't have to amp myself up to fight. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? A woman can argue in an instant. She has to amp herself up to fight. That's what makes us compatible. Right. That's what makes men and women compatible. Because the thing is, a woman can argue with you, but the logical thought in your mind is to listen to your woman because you're not feeling threatened. Mm -hmm. I don't feel threatened, so I can sit here and listen to her entire argument. Everything that she's saying, I can sit there and listen to, no matter how she's saying it. Because nine times out of ten, if a woman is being loud when she's talking to you, your wife, your spouse, because y'all married, I've been married, mm-hmm. so and I, you know, I got I got a significant other. She in she in the house acting like she bad now, but she ain't. But <laughs> when we got when we got our significant others, right? Nine times out of ten, if they're upset, we sit there and we listen to what they're upset about before we get defensive. Why? Right. Because nine times out of ten, it ain't about us. Yep, that's true. They're mad at something else, so they start going, "You, you know what this motherfucker did?" And it's like, oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me one minute. Okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> well, you can take into account that's your spouse, mm-hmm. right? You you might sit up and you might argue, and then eventually it's gonna come out. That, of course, you know it's not you, but it's gonna come out, right? But when it comes to a random email, you're not gonna argue. No, you don't care. You don't care. Right. I would sit up and I would listen to mine yell at me all day, every all day. day. And then when she finally calms down and she know it wasn't me, it's going to always be an apology. But if it's a random, it's going to be these niggas ain't shit. Or even with a man, like, I, I, I won't argue with no man, but I'll argue with my brothers if I have to. Right. And again, it's different. It's my brother. You know what I'm saying? So right. the, the whole perspective of, 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 how man is supposed to protect woman and no man and this is I mean this is just a human experience you are not going to defend someone that you do not care or even have the slight of feelings for you don't care right. it don't have anything to do with me I'm not doing it so but if you came to my, 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 my wife if a man was out there bad mouth and And you know, I've said this before, like, I've said this before, that, you know, I'm probably, I'm, nothing really just, nothing can really just piss me off when it comes to anybody else running their mouth. I don't be paying no attention, I can, I can run my mouth with the best, but when my wife gets to running her mouth, it just pisses me off, (laughs) because it's different from her, (laughs) Because, you know, because you care, bro. Mm-hmm, right. Care. It's different you from know what I'm saying? There's, there's, Yeah, there's a most there's an emotional you're tied emotionally, bro, right. when it comes to that. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you you can't you it's gonna it, it, it'll piss any man off that they woman is just sitting up and yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, she know how to press your button. You know female outside of that, you don't care. Maybe no. you're a stranger. Dude, I don't care how you feel. Here's the thing, men, we are not prone to abuse. Like it's like we don't take kindly to abuse. You know, if our if our woman is mad at us and they just nitpicking, like it's it's not a problem with you being mad and telling me why you mad. The problem is, is that when you start acting like I ain't shit behind you being mad, that's when we get mad. Right. Like, if I ain't shit, why the, you know, why the fuck are we together? How the fuck am I not shit and I'm a good dad and I do this and I do this for you and that for you? Now, we, now in our heads, we like, I got to prove to you that what you just said was, was wrong. But our, our wives usually come back with, I'm sorry, I was out of pocket. That's also part of the, what can I say, the training or the brainwashing that they receive being women of this time because there was no time that your grandmother would ever tell your grandfather he ain't shit. Oh, no. Nah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You never really heard that back in those days growing up. Yeah. yeah. Man, we're, looking at a, we're looking at a time frame where these men had other families and you still didn't hear anything negative about the man that they were laying down with every night. But a lot of people don't realize that those secondary families was like almost necessary. You know what I'm saying? Because like if your grand if your grandparents were here in, in, in Chicago or in, in any big city, but they're from the south, they were always going back down south, right? And it was always that it was always that that one that one Cindy Lou that was down there. You know what I'm saying? That that Cindy Lou down there. She you know she ain't got no husband or whatever. And, you know, your grandpa is just a man. You know, it's like, shit, she thinks she cute. You know what I mean? He did what he did. But if he end up knocking her up, men back then did not abandon their children. Here, no. uh-uh. That's why I'm tied into Cindy Lou right now. But here's, here's a crazier fact that a lot of motherfuckers don't know. Women or men today don't know. Your grandmother probably knew. Oh, yeah. And still stay with your grandfather. Yeah. Why? Because he still takes care of his household. He still takes care of her. He still do her right. He still respects her. He still show he loves her. That one, that, that one situation down there, yeah, you're going to take care of that kid. You're going to take care of that kid. You're wrong for what you did, but you know what? She can't have you fully. You're not willing to let go of what you have because the good thing that you have, it cannot be erased by a moment. They understood that. But right. at the same damn time, it's, it's like when you look at it, when women, it, it goes back into where men cheat versus when women cheat. Men cheat for a moment. Women cheat for lifetimes. You understand what I'm saying? So when a woman lays down and allows that man to have her, she emotionally and physically let that man have her. Right. It's, it's harder to come back from something like that because now you know that you're constantly being compared to the other dudes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because men, like, really think about it. men cheat down sometimes. We don't always cheat up, we cheat down. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not trying to replace my wife. It was just something in the moment of time and shit, in the moment of weakness, something was going on in the household. It's a reason. It's like, they say, ain't no reason to cheat. No, there's plenty of reasons to cheat. You know what I'm saying? Now, right. if I act on it, 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 it makes me wrong. That makes not. it but wrong. But there's plenty right. of reasons. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
you just gotta understand what kind of fucking, you know, what kind of. It's it on like this. And I, and I realized this and shit from my first marriage. It's harder to cheat when you don't. It, it's harder to cheat just to be cheated. It's easy to cheat when they kind of force you into it. You know what I'm saying? When you feel like your woman don't give a damn about you or whatever, you know, she tell you some shit like, I don't need you, all that bullshit or whatever, it's easy for me to leave. It's easy for me to cheat because if I can talk, bitch, you don't need me anything. Yeah, that plays on your emotional, your emotional, uh, your emotions. You You know what I'm saying? It's harder for a guy to say, my wife is everything. She good to me. I'm still finna go knock this, you know, I'm finna knock this bitch off. It's harder for that. Right. You have to intentionally do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can make a, like, somebody, you know, they used to say this, how, how do you make a mistake and trip up? And how do you make a mistake and split? You tripped and fell in it? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. And, and the, what tripped me up was your words. <laughs> your words would trip me, me up. Me go outside, made me fall in pussy. I got to think. I got to thinking about everything you were saying, and it yep. just manifested and now into. I'm, and now I'm weak. My yeah. mental is weak because I became that's vulnerable. Thing, right. That's the other thing that black women don't understand. They hold over black men. Black women hold the power of a man's mind and heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And to go with that, a lot of black women do not know how to speak. Like they got to learn how to breathe life into their life. When you when you continuously drain and drain and drain and drain, but then you got this you got that devil on your shoulder and she shit anything happens she telling you no nah, baby it'll be okay no nah, it'll it'll she 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 motivate you then you're not gonna care for after a while because you're constantly getting kicked while you down whereas you got one who is trying to pull you out that hole she got that rope saying no nah, baby I got you come on and yeah I got you here's proof of the pudding right. Y'all all married. Mm-hmm. And I know that at one point in time, y'all was low. Y'all felt low, something was wrong, something wasn't right or whatever. And you were sitting in your own zone saying nothing. Because that's what we do. We ponder. We sit, we say nothing, and we try to think about how to fix it. Because that's a man's job, mm-hmm. to fix it. Okay? So you're sitting there, you, you're trying to figure out how to fix it. Your wife comes in, and she says, baby, what's wrong? You don't want to tell her because you don't want her to worry about it because you know she's emotional. Yep, she's going to worry. You her to worry about it, so you leave her alone. But she would not let it go because she sees you hurt. Mm-hmm. So she's hurt, and she asks you again, baby, what's going on? And you tell her what's wrong. Your wife, the woman that you're supposed to be with, your wife, She's emotional by what you said. She sees you hurt. That's her emotional response to mm-hmm. it. That's why she wants to know what's going on. But when you say what's going on, instead of her giving you instructions on how to because that's your job. She fixes you by telling you it's okay. No matter what the hell's going on, what's going on, or how you're going to do it, I know you're going to figure it out. You're going to get us through it. Boy, I swear for Lord, that shit right there. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. Right there. That hit different. For some reason, it's like almost like an instant power boost. Like it's adrenaline. And now all of a sudden, I can conquer the fucking world. Right, she right. She believes in you. Right. She believes you're going to do the right thing. Yeah. Or you're going to figure it out. She, 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 she believes you. But also, too, 
what a lot of people, you know, a lot of women I wish would kind of run back to is we all know man is logical, right? Woman is emotional, but woman is also the voice of reason. Yep. Emotion. Mm-hmm. Women is the voice of reason. So while she's sitting there saying, well, hey, everything is going to be, while she's sitting there really just pumping this life into you, and you're sitting there pondering on what it is you need to do, you know what she's doing too? She's figuring out. She's trying to figure it what out. I do, and what part can I play in getting this man to where he is supposed to be? Right. Now, mm-hmm. when I, before I met my wife, man, I, I will, I, and I always tell so many people this, I used to be wanting to blame women for a lot of things, and I was that man that hated women. And then I realized I, I, I chose poorly. So I took my personal experience and, and I almost executed every female that I was with because of what I went through. Mm-hmm. And because they never were the ones to say, okay, again, that one that was breathing that life into it. I lost my mother in 2017. I met my wife in 2019. Mm. Okay. Uh, I remember going through, I'm in my, my, my hole. I'm in this ditch, right? And I had an ex reach out to me. Oh, what's wrong? What's, what's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm spilling the beans. This is how I'm feeling. You know, I miss my mother. This is what I'm going on. She went from, oh, okay, everything is going to be all right, and then went straight to her. Whereas my wife, when I met her and I was going through it, she did everything she can again to pull me out of it. Mm-hmm. Pull me out of it. Because the most important thing to her at the moment was you and your well-being. And your feelings yes. and everything. Mm-hmm. That, that is how a woman takes care of a man. Mm-hmm. A man takes care of a woman, not monetarily, but giving you the security to know that you will never have to worry about fixing anything. <laughs> you understand know what I'm saying? Yep. It don't matter if it's the bills. It don't matter if it's a damn leaky pipe. We're going to find a way. We're going to work it out. We're going to find a way. We're going to find someone. Make a way out of nowhere. I've been been so down. You know, I had one motherfucking point where I was just like, bro, bro. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know how I was going to eat the next day. And I was with my second wife. You know, me and my second wife had just really got together, whatever. I kind of quit. I quit one business that I had or whatever. So, because it was, you know, what hell I was running the strip club. You know what I'm saying? She was a stripper. You know what I'm saying? So we threw away those careers to try to do something with each other versus doing something that would, would upset both of us, right? We didn't have no money. We didn't know how we was going to eat. But I told my wife, you're never going to never gonna starve. And I found a way every single day to make sure that we ate. Right. And if I couldn't see, if I couldn't see both of us where we had all the kids and I couldn't see Everybody, I didn't. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. as a man, I'm going to take care of mine first. I'm going to make sure that mine is provided for, take care of, and they got what they fucking need, mm-hmm. even if I have to go without. Yep. And now, I'll figure when, it out. Now, when you really sit down and you think about just everything that was said, right? And we sat down and we pulled a group of men, and then we pulled a group of women, and we asked them, if they've ever had the chance to have that, that that human experience right there, and all it is is a support system, and you look at a lot of men that will say that all the women didn't do this, or all the women will say all the men didn't do this, man, it all boils down to self. 
Mm-hmm. Who did you choose and why did you choose this person? Did what? you choose or, or a man? Was this man chose because of monetary reasons? Was he chose because he just looked good? Same thing for a woman. Was it just because she had a fat ass or was it because she had some titties or she just had a nice mouthpiece on her? Mm-hmm. The thing is, when you look at the, the whole hate that black men and black women have for each other, it will always, forever, and I will always say this, it will always boil down to personal experience. Mm-hmm. What did you get? Not even just from a, a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, but what did you not get from your parents? Yep. How did your father, was your father around? And if your father wasn't around, somewhere deep down inside, you have uh, you have so much resentment toward your 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 father, and that because your father's black, that resentment is gonna overflow after so many years onto black men. And then when you look at it from a motherly perspective, you have some, which is sad to say, because some mothers treat their their sons better than their daughters. And then you have men. This is why it's important for men to be in the household because. For me, my mother, my father wasn't around, but my mama was married. But also, like I say, I have I have some strong ass role models in my life, right? Mm-hmm. right? So the man is supposed to teach his son how to treat a woman, and he exactly. treats his daughter how she's supposed to be treated, and it goes vice versa for a woman. So deep down inside, of course, you know you have generational trauma. Which I kind of feel like, to a certain extent, you kind of have to let that go, because generationally speaking, it was a big ass change when you look at it from back in slavery up until right now. But that old saying that everything starts at home. Mm -hmm. So if you grew up in a trash household and you didn't make the conscious decision. To, to be like for me like I say my father wasn't shit bro but I knew and my, my I think my pops got like 13 14 kids in a matter of two or three years I've met probably three to about five different kids people that I didn't even know were my father's kids so I took that as a, a, a I took that as motivation as gasoline for my car for self to not be like this, right? Right. And I feel like when you look at it from from today's standpoint, a lot of people have these problems that they don't necessarily want to talk about and then they fester and then they become the problems that they never wanted to talk about. Yep, they, that's... they pretty much become who they never liked. Yep. Or you, again, you had to grow up and you had to hear it now. Because again, grandparents, I've never, and I grew up with my great grandparents, man. But now, grandparents are younger. Mm-hmm. Others are younger. So when you have this 16 year old girl, 15 year old boy having kids, they're still kids. They don't know what to do with kids. Mm-hmm. And then your mama, mama is probably what? Nah, I don't know. Late 30s. Early forties, and she's a grandparent. Grandparents did not become grandparents until what, fifty, mm-hmm. sixty years old. So when you look at, it's a lot of adolescent and a lot of young-minded people 
who are producing children and in return because they have not yet grew up or given the chance to grow up or they were over sexualized which is another problem in the black community yep you know, huge problem or they had to grow up too fast mm-hmm. that poses problems later on in life and that's where you get the hateful men and women that you have today i'm gonna say this right but i'm gonna go back on the point grandparents ain't, ain't, ain't get younger they, they ain't get younger the thing is is the difference in the grandparents actions are younger well right 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 right, right. okay yeah so that makes like, sense grandparents were starting at 35 unfortunately it's 35 you know in your early 40s you know what i'm saying because if you had a child at 20 your child turned 20 your grandkid you know you got a grandchild at 40 you know what I mean? It's not that it's not that they are younger. It's that the actions of the grandparents are young. Yeah. So yeah. grandparents don't want to be grandparents no more. Grandparents only want to be parents. So right. grandparents are still out here and shit partying and and doing like let's look at it like this. A young grandfather. He forty he forty three. But grandpa's still fucking twenty year olds. Yeah. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Grandpa mm-hmm. out here fucking 20 year old, 25, 30. He, 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 uh, grandpa out here. If he ain't married, ain't, ain't no grandmother in the picture. And that's the problem because there is no depiction of what a family is supposed to look like anymore. So you're looking at these young ass grandpa or these grandfathers at 40 years old, 30, 37, 40 years old, out here still fucking, still out here running bitches. And then they talking to their grandchildren like they homies. Right. Not not giving them no wisdom, but just homie, you know, homie, homie chats. Right. Hey, man, just you should see, should see what your deep top man just pulled. Shit, man, look, let me show you this bitch. Right. Showing your grandson at 16, 15, 16, or like that old. Let's just say 10, 11 years old. Pictures of these fine ass women that grandpa messed with. Uh huh. Y'all already starting that bad. Y'all already starting that bad. Starting off bad. Starting off wrong. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Let's look at the grandmothers. The grandmothers, fifty-year-old women right now, and shit look like thirty-year-old, like look like twenty-year-old women back then. Mm-hmm. Hey, boy, looking good. Then, not not to mention, you're talking about all the surgeries and everything else that they can do to fix themselves to keep themselves looking young. They're in the gym more, so their bodies are tighter. Yeah, working it you out. Know what I'm they out here wearing the motherfucking leggings and thongs and everything else and showing the asses on Instagram and, and Facebook and Snapchat and everything else. They own apps and all this other shit. They seeking love, but they ain't seeking love for real because they too old and they feel like, well, shit, I'm a grandma already. I'm just out here trying to have fun. When the fuck did our grandmothers decide... <laughs> I'm just out here trying to have fun. Hot girl summer for grandma. Big ass nightgown trying to make some breakfast for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's the grandma I remember. So, so think about it. We, y'all from the South. I'm, I'm from the city. Right? I'm, I'm from Chicago. Y'all from the South. Y'all from the South. Y'all, y'all had grandmothers that would get up 6 o'clock in the morning, make fresh biscuits, bacon, and all that shit or whatever. But think about how old your grandma was. Your grandma wasn't old. See, see, my for me it was I think I want to say it was a little bit different from my actual my grandmother, my mom's mom. She passed when I was like the year I was born. But my great grandmother is what I grew up with. Right. So as I'm growing up, my great grandmother, man, she had to been. She died when she was like maybe ninety six, ninety seven. You know what I'm saying? So, so 
I had the real deal grandmother. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got like like I said, you got to look at how many kids she had. When was her first child? So if her first, like, if she was 90-something years old, I'm sure you probably had an uncle or auntie that was close to 70, if not 70 or more. Uh, I, had, I only had, I had an uncle and a, and a, well, grandmother and grandfather, she only had, like, three kids. And how old was the oldest at the time of her death? At the time of her death, her oldest was, I want to say in their 60s. Almost seventy. Mm-hmm. So you gotta think about it. Grandma had grandma had that first child twenty four. Yeah, but you also take into account. Say what? Huh? My grandmother was a my grandmother was a slave too. My great grandmother, like she and her grand, they was they met on a plantation. It was <laughs> different back then. Way different. Way but, different. But the age bracket still ain't indifferent. Right. Like you know, like what 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 fucking blew me out the water, right? I'm forty five. Right, my mom died when she was forty-two. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah, I live with my mom. mom. My mom was crazy. twenty. I think like twenty-two when she had me. Twenty, twenty-two when she was at, when she had me. Damn, that's my dad was only twenty-four. I had my first at. I had my first at twenty-four. You see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. generationally, the same. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. My dad, I got pictures of my dad when he was 45 because he had my youngest brother when he was 40. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when my dad had my brother, I was 15. My dad was 40. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, damn, nigga, you were still fucking. I'm 45. I'm still fucking. But my dad was with my mom the whole time. Right. Now I'm now I'm sitting here at 45. I'm I got a girlfriend, but before I got with her, the fellas will tell you I was out here like pure D ho. He was a boy. Also, <laughs> I mean, for for a lot, it's a preference. If that's what you want to do, definitely you were doing your thing. But for for, for a lot of them, I'm not making that. I'm, see, I'm not making that point to say that. I was, I'm writing my action. What I'm saying is that the brainwashing of the black community has gotten us into this idealism that the new age of shit is the right way and the old age of shit ain't ain't right. Oh, yeah, the old ways have died out. The old ways have died. So, like, I, you know, like, I present, I present to the fellas, I present to my brother. It's the same thing. I I can compare all this shit down to the Mike and LeBron debate, right? Right. Logically, if you look at all the logical shit that Michael Jordan did versus LeBron, you say Michael's the GOAT. For the time, you know, the time that he was playing, the people that he was playing against, whatever, logically, Michael Jordan's the GOAT. 100%. Me, I was not a fan of Michael Jordan during the, during that time he was playing. I, I was not a Michael Jordan fan. My favorite basketball player was Dominique Wilkins. It was not about me saying who I like is the GOAT. It's just bottom line, who's the GOAT? But nowadays, this is how this is how all society is right now. So nowadays, you look at everybody saying LeBron's the goat because you want him to be, because you like him, because you're being emotional behind your decision making of, of of a debate as definitive. You're trying to make facts out of what you like. You, it, that's the problem with our society when it comes down to men and women right now. You're making what you like a fact. 
the whole thing about these women right now, and this is part of our this part of the war that we have as far as men versus women. You got women out here that's making up, making their own facts that there's nothing wrong with being a hub. You got men out here that's making their own facts that there's nothing wrong with having multiple babies all over the fucking place and not mm-hmm. take care of your kids. <clears throat> They're making facts out of what they want to do versus what the real fact is. You're 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 admonishing the real fact and just going with something that fits you. That's what's fucking that thing up. Mm-hmm. Because women has been done wrong. Oh, it's the fact that all oh, men ain't shit. And here's why. Because I this is what I this is what I and this happened to me, me, me. That's their perspective. That's yeah, your mm-hmm. personal experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what you experience. That's not a fact. Right. Because here I'm on a here I'm on a call right now. I'm on a podcast right now with three men that are married. Black men don't want to be married. I'm on a podcast with three black men that's married. Sure, right. And when Chris is around, I'm I'm on the phone with a, a, a black man that's about to be married. Right. And what's so it, crazy is like my you wife can't, you can't tell me. You can't tell me percentage-wise if you try to drop the facts on me to say black men don't want to be married. You lie. Because I know personally these men. I know personally in my life all the men that want to be married but can't find a woman that's marriage material. You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, that's definitely definitely. You see what I'm saying? But I also know that on the woman's end, when, we, when men say all these women are ratchet, no, all the women you're attracted to are ratchet. You're just attracted to ratchet. You're attracted <laughs> to that. Yeah. You're attracted to the bad bitch mentality. Mm-hmm. You're attracted to the bitch that's out there shaking their asses in front of everybody. You're attracted to a motherfucking woman that wears jean string instead of some granny panties. You're attracted to that woman <laughs> that wears those tracks and wigs. You're attracted to that woman that wants the motherfucking eyelashes and fake eyelashes and don't want to wear their natural hair. That's what you're attracted to. So right. when you're attracted to that, in your perspective, these motherfuckers have dogged you out, did you wrong, took your money, only won't go out dates, don't want to fuck. All that shit comes from who you're searching for. Mm-hmm. You're looking at that saying, that's what I want. You go get it. Now you realize, oh, all them ain't shit. All women ain't shit. No. No. The women you fuck with ain't shit. No, what yep. you're attracted to ain't you. Exactly. You need to change your attraction. You, know, you have to change. You got to change what you what you doing. Mm-hmm. You have to change something about yourself. You know, you can detract whatever it is that you attracted. Exactly. I tell, I, I tell everybody this same fucking analogy. This metaphor right here is gonna rock with y'all for the rest of your lives. When somebody is shopping in the same aisles in the grocery store, they pick up the same objects. You can't get nothing different from the same aisle. All right. You go down a flower aisle, you're getting flour. That's all you get. Mm-hmm. But it's like so when, when women and men alike are sitting up there saying, this is what I like, this is my preference, this, you know, and I, I get this all the time from my female friends and shit that I've had all my life. He checked off all of the boxes that I wanted. He was perfect. He may not be perfect for you. You checked out check boxes and shit that was all fakeates, all 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 facsimiles, all, all somebody else's check. It was somebody else's it's somebody check else's checklist. It's not you, yeah. you checked that off because you said a perfect man is this, and you checked off all the boxes with these dudes, and every dude you checked off all the boxes with fucked you over. 
And now you sitting up there going like, what's wrong with me? Ain't shit wrong with you. Your choices is fucked up. Right. Yes. You know the thing about being on... You know the thing? Back around to self, man. Everything, it don't matter what it is in life when it comes to you relationship-wise or you and who you want to deal with or whatever the case may be, your work for. It's you. It's that decision that you make. It's the type of people you attract. And they always say you are what you attract. So you're constantly attracting these people who ain't shit. There is something within you that ain't that is shit. The thing because you're compatible with people that ain't shit. Yeah. Right. And but that, that but that takes it to the point where you throw away motherfuckers and shit that you know is better than that you're looking for. And I mean that's being an women. But y'all, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. The worst thing that ever could happen to American culture is two people. <laughs> American black culture has been fucked up by two people. Oh, no, don't say it. <laughs> okay, wait for your party. And Ilyana Van Zane. Oh, man. Oh, okay. man. I'm going to tell you why. Boy, I have one. Wow. I love Miss Van Zane. Don't get me wrong. I love her. But the words that she used has poisoned the black community. Live your truth. That's bullshit. This woman did me wrong. I did everything. I think I was the best motherfucker I could possibly be, and she did me wrong. But yeah, but you cheated on her six damn times. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You gave her, you gave her three STDs. You know what I mean? Like you came in the house drunk one night and, and pissed on her face. But you did everything in the world. You was just the greatest motherfucker in the world, huh? Right. And you're neglecting what you did. And you're neglecting the. You, you're neglecting what you really did. Because you're only because you're only living your truth. Because you're living your truth. Yeah. Because you don't believe you did it. You don't believe that you were that bad. So you're living your truth. That's fucked up. You can't. You have to live the truth, not your truth, but what the actual truth is. Me and my me and my first wife. Me and my first wife used to have it out all the fucking time when we first got you know first broke up and got divorced. I didn't like it in the first goddamn place. She didn't like me in the first place. We kind of got stuck together shit from when our first child. We tried to make it work. That's where we fucked up. Man. <laughs> I think that's how me and Ashley was. Me and Ashley didn't like each other when we got married. Before we got married, when we first met. She sounds like an asshole. Right? <laughs> Ashley would say the same thing, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, she was like, y'all couldn't okay. stand me. So that's the truth. So both sides of the story match, mm-hmm. that's the truth. Now, the problem with me and my ex after we broke up is I wasn't upset when we broke up because we had a horrible fucking marriage. The the truth of the matter is she married me when I was under when I was under the duress of medication so i don't remember us getting married she married me because she thought she was gonna get some money out of a contract that's why that's the absolute truth okay Mm -hmm. but we argue she never wants to bring up that point because that point makes her wrong so in her truth i wasn't shit you didn't love me right you didn't talk to me right you didn't treat me right but then when i bring up the fact we didn't like each other from the beginning yeah, but we was married, so you should have... No, 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 no. That's no. not the point. <laughs> the truth was, we should have never been married. That's the truth. Once we can get past that shit, then we can look at everything that happened. You talked to me like like you was fucking crazy, but I still wouldn't leave. You treated me like shit, 
still wouldn't leave you. You was fucking another nigga, and every time you fucked another nigga, you told me to go get a girlfriend, and you wasn't fucking me no more. That's the absolute truth. So we talk about those things. We can get past all the hatred if you accept the fact that all the shit that you did led to everything that I did led to yeah I was an asshole yeah I was arrogant yeah I said certain fucking things to you yeah I used to treat you exactly in response to whatever the fuck you did to me yes I did yes I did throw those motherfucking girlfriends in your motherfucking face when you told me to go get them yes I did yeah I showed you naked pictures of them bitches yes I did yeah I went over one girl's house and shit and stayed over fucking night when you called me and shit I was sitting there fucking the girl when I answered the phone yes I did those I did those things I did. <laughs> that, that goes back to Vic's uh, accountability. <laughs> well, I mean, but the thing is, you were accountable for what you did. You knew you were fucking up. Right. But the thing is, she was. You, you can't be just a one sided thing. It right. Can't be like, All right, I know I'm fucking up, but then the other one is telling me you a fuck up. But you okay, now, what right. is it that you brought? Because when you look at a relationship, whether it be a friendship, whether it be a, a, a marriage, whether it be an actual relationship, whatever it is, two-way street and never a one-way. So there's always a give and take. So I might have did something or I might have been doing something, but there's an underlying issue as far as to why I was doing it. It's going to be either you was doing something or I was just being a dumbass and I just did it. You know what I'm saying? But there's always an underlying issue, and it's going to always be something that's going to come from both sides of the house. I didn't do it for nothing. Yep. I didn't, I didn't act that way for nothing. You know, but then here, here's the other person, and I'm going to get on Steve Harvey. I'm <laughs> not out the Harvey. Steve Harvey wrote a book that says Think Like a Man for women. Uh-huh. Okay? Think Like a Man. You stupid as fuck, Steve. Why would you ever tell a woman to do that? Because the thing is, a woman does not think like men. A woman thinks like a woman thinks a man is thinking. I think that was the premise of where he was going with the book. I think they took it literal. What she thinks a man is thinking. Hear me? I think that's the whole premise of how the book was supposed to be. I don't think people were supposed to take it literally. But um, see, that's people, what I'm saying. But people took it literally. Yeah, they, they took it literally. <laughs> and the thing is, a lot of people didn't even read that book to even to even understand the context of that book. I read that book, and that book had nothing to do. What it is is the, look, the only way a woman could ever find out anything as far as a man is concerned, she needs to listen to a man. She can't listen to no woman about it. A man. Can tell you everything that you need to know that and that goes right back around to women and fathers and that's the problem so so yeah. let's, let's go let's go deeper right so it ain't it, steve harvey's book the context of it is not damaging if you read the content right it's greater for title is damaging yeah then, because now women are looking at his book like a bible not as a novel so you were searching for a reason for you to be a certain way inside the book because he said that I quote this. You just want to quote things that somebody said that fits what you yeah. want to do or what you want to say to justify your bullshit. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when we look at it, these two notions are very harmless notions which actually can have very factual uh, uh, implications 
and have very positive results. The problem is, is that you're introducing this in a media which takes things that they want and leaves everything else. They're just taking bits and pieces tell, of you it. Can't, you, you can't tell a young boy right now, like, I, I, I used to coach, I did Boy Scouts also, right? You cannot tell a 13-year-old boy on a basketball team, hey, look, anytime you anytime you get distance from somebody you think you can shoot it, shoot it. Right? Mm-hmm. As a coach, what I'm telling him basically is saying when you're open, shoot, shoot the, the ball. ball. doesn't matter. Because you're okay. But he's hearing. <laughs> and this is just back. What that 13 year old boy hears, shoot both. That's all he heard. Right. He's not hearing what I'm telling him, and he's not getting the gist of what I'm implying. So I would have to sit the boy down and actually literally tell him a person has to be this far away from you in order for you to say that's an open shot. And if you see that distance, shoot the ball because I need you to shoot the ball at that point so somebody can get the rebound if you miss or you make the shot it's important this way I have to sit him down and tell him specifically what I mean Mm -hmm. if I leave it to his own interpretation he's going to run with it Right. his response to me is you told me to shoot the ball right you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing in the black community. In the black community, if you give somebody something that's implied, they're only going to apply it to what they want it to mean. That's it. Yeah. Man or woman. They're out there cherry picking. Huh? He's cherry picking. So they're out there cherry picking. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So look at like like so look at a woman, right? So you you know, let's take all of y'all out of y'all marriages. You you dealing with you dealing with a girl. You know, and you you know, you're basically saying, Baby, I don't I don't care what you do. You can go out with your friends, you can do you can party, all that, whatever, as long as you come home to me. What she heard was I can go out here and do all this ratchet whole shit. As long as I come as home to me. I make it in the house. Mm-hmm. And that's a bad way and that's really a bad way of of because see and and, and, and some people just don't some people don't even use the, 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 the common sense. Of course, we know common sense is not so common. Yeah, it's not common. So some <laughs> will look at it and say, oh, well, then she just gave me the green light to do whatever I want as long as I come home. No. Right. No, 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 no. Exactly. You, do, you can do a lot. You can enjoy yourself, but enjoy yourself within the context of knowing that you have someone at home. Let me tell you something, man. My wife ain't never said anything like that to me, and I know she won't. But I also tell a lot of my homies this, too. Even if some of the little younger, say, man, ain't nothing like having home pussy at home. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing like having pussy at home. Ain't nothing happen, ain't nothing like having some that you can get it whenever you want to at home. Right. If I say, come on, let's go in this bathroom, let's go. Ain't nothing like that. Mm-hmm. that ain't right. Ain't nothing like that. I ain't got a bed for it. I ain't got to pay for it. I ain't got a bargain for it. It's just, hey. Guess what I'm thinking? You sexy as hell. The kids sleep. That's easy. Let's get it in. Right, man. So, I mean, it's, when we're looking at it from 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 that standpoint, on the cool, a lot of people that's in this dating world right now, a lot of them are hurt. And that goes back to what, what B said. Therapy is a must. Therapy mm-hmm. is definitely a must. And then for some people, let's just be honest, therapy ain't even really the problem. 
you're not being honest with yourself. Right. Now, right. And so in, and in return, with you not being honest with yourself, you're putting yourself in these make-believe predicaments about women not liking you or men not liking you, as opposed to thinking, damn, I'm a fucked up person and I do X, Y, Z, and this is why nobody wants me. Right. Yep. Now look, nope. I'm, 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 I'm going to put something in perspective, right? Me and my girl had a conversation. Right? We had a conversation and, and you know, it was something like I am I'm going to be faithful to her. Right? Mm-hmm. I, she's going to be faithful to me. My thing is, is that we have a parameter of how we operate because we have a rule system put in place. It's rules to what we can do and what we can't do. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I love and respect her. She loves and respects me. But I told her it's okay to be wrong. The the whole and, and, and the whole thing about that is because if people don't know it's okay to be wrong. They're always going to try to put themselves in a position of right. Well, they're right. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay for you to tell me, you know what? I might have fucked up, or I might have got that wrong. Mm, I might have been, I might be misguided. It's okay. But right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be mad because you're wrong. It's okay. Right. Cool. We're going to be wrong. Like I can bring up a motherfucking fact and, and, and spit out dates. I'm not a historian. I don't memorize dates. I know around about dates. But if I'm wrong with the 1865, it could have been 1867. I could be wrong. I don't know. But if I said it, and somebody said, well, it was 1865, okay. It was 1867, then fuck it. Okay, all right, cool. You're allowing correction. You have to. You have to. They don't do that. They're always right. They're never wrong. And that bounces back to accountability. So it goes And and I'm I'm going to leave these words with me. I'm going to have to go in here because, you know, She's been looking at me strange. So, <laughs> <laughs> don't get cut. Yeah, don't get cut now. Look, I'm going to leave these words with you, right? We have to stop trying to be smart. And we have to learn how to be intelligent. Right. Smart only implies that it's a shock to your knowledge. It only applies to the, the fact that somebody is astonished that you know something. So anytime that anybody says has ever told you you were smart, they have to look on their face like, oh my God, you're so smart. It's an insult to me. Never right. call me smart. Because I have the intelligence because I learn constantly. If I fuck up, I learn from my fuck up. That's what creates my intelligence. Because mm-hmm. if I don't make a mistake, I will never learn how to correct it. If I'm perfect... There is no room There's no for room for growth, right? You have to be intelligent in your life, Nick, in your lifetime, and you have to know that you're an imperfect being all the time. You always learn because you're always learning. Once you know, you just fuck somebody up who thought they were smart. <laughs> exactly, yep. and you're always improving. When a month, and here's the thing: when a woman, when you ask a woman, what do you bring to the table? Oh my God, that starts an instant fight. But here's the here's what's funny about that question. Women have to understand that when a man says, what are you bringing to the table? He's not saying, what are you bringing to me? He's saying, what are you bringing into the relationship? 
trying to have some kind of growth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All we try to all we try to do is we try to see a situation of okay, how can we thrive together? That's all that means. The thing is that we have we have made this such a negative conversation because guys are utilizing this for reasoning to to treat women badly. So this is where all of this is transpiring from. It's transpiring from men being emotional when they ask it and women trying to be logical when they ask it. Well, men, some of the men are so weaponizing what? it. That's what it is. You said what? Some of the men are weaponizing it. Right. Mm-hmm. So when a woman hears it, right? And here's the thing. It was so funny. It's so funny. Watch any YouTube video, TikTok, whatever. Watch, watch the responses. It always starts off with a woman saying, I'm smart. They I have always my have that in their answer. I'm smart. I have a job. I take care of myself. I take care of my bills. I, my, my, I, my, my, I, my, my. Okay? Mm-hmm. That ain't work for us. Because you're not bringing a quality to the relationship at all. Instead of, and, and, and really, instead of the question of what can you bring to the table, I've always, um, I've always told, especially some of the young cats I talk to, and I even started, I, I made the thing for me is, what can we achieve together? Right. There you go. That's all I goes know, back it, to I verbiage. I always tell anyone, don't ever ask a woman what can we, what, what you bring to the table, or vice versa. What can we achieve together? Mm-hmm. What is what is what is the end goal for this? What, what do we want? What do we want to be in the next ten years? Here's a gym. Here's a gym for all of those that's out there dating. Oh, my radio voice. Here's a gym for all those dating. Here's a good question. When you're approaching a woman and you're asking her, and you want to know things about her, you want to know how this relationship is going to go. Ask her this question right here. If I'm just asking, how how would you speak life into me? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good one. That's a good it one. Should be a cha- it really <laughs> should be a change, and and that's where we go with verbiage. A lot of the questions that we ask, we need to rethink what we ask. Yeah. Because all it is is causing so much. It's causing conflict. Right. No, I'm wrong. I'm using wrong, wrong, wrong word. It's abrasive. 
very abrasive, 100%. The things, the things we ask are the abrasive. It's the same thing with women. So when women asking us questions in, you know, during dating, they ask questions like, what do you do for work? So how much do you make? Shut the fuck up. Stop. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Because the way that I am, I'm a private. I'm, a, I'm, I'm real private about my finances. I'm not private about my finances because I'm scared somebody's going to reject me because I don't make enough. I'm private about my finances because you should not be making your judgment of me based on how much money I make. Right. It's your judgment of me on how I treat you and how I can treat you. Your character. judgment on me of what I can buy you. People these days don't think about character. All they think of is the like the Instagram and the, the social media lifestyle. Characters that's no longer talked about. Yep. My thing is, like, my girl's social media presence and shit halted when we got together. Right. Like, we got together, she just she just stopped posting. Like she don't post something that is new because you became you you became more important than you know, you, but it is. But you see, I'm gonna say something that all y'all can understand because you're all married. I became her fan. Right. Her yes, only fan. You are no only fans. Fans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fan. That's it. What do you need? What do you need other people telling you you're pretty for when I tell you every day? Right. What do you need other men looking at your body for when I'm the one who stare at every day? Mm-hmm. My last girlfriend is the one who who actually put me in a frame of mind that I don't need a woman that needs people to see her because. If I'm telling you every day, you know, damn, you man, you looking good, woo woo. Why are you online taking pictures and putting pictures online to see how many likes you get from niggas you don't know? Right. Why are you doing that? You're doing that because what I say doesn't hold weight. And if what I say don't hold weight, why the fuck are you with me? Right. Because if a woman, if your wife right now tells you, oh, baby, you looking good right now, you blush. Yep. Your cheeks get hot. She's she, 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 like, she's like a Cheshire cat. You know yeah. Because <laughs> your hands, you going like shit. You trying to give me some? All right. <laughs> I, I look good. Can I give her? Uh-uh, baby, the kids are up right now. We can't be doing it right yeah. now. Yeah. Right. So the conversation is deeper when your wife is telling you you look good. So I'm not outside looking for somebody to tell me I look good. Right. I'm not out there looking for that. Why? Because I got it in the house. Right. So as long as I'm giving it to you in the house, why are you seeking the outside? Mm-hmm. When we talk about the lifestyle that women are trying to approach by asking men how much money they have, you gotta have a you gotta have a six figure dude, you know, that that fuck with you. He gotta make two hundred fifty thousand dollars to fuck with you. No, 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 no. You're a prostitute. You're a prostitute, honey. I don't need you. I want a wife. I don't want a prostitute. If I want a prostitute, I can go find one and shit on the corner and shit for sixty dollars. That's easy. Wet. Oh yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> why? Why am I buying you? A girl I was fucking with shit after my second wife. We was together, and, you know, together. Well, hold on, and Troy. All that shit, hold on, Troy. Then she turned around and asked me for eight thousand dollars out the blue. Damn. I told her. I said, "What makes you think that I would give you eight thousand dollars if I had eight thousand dollars to give?" She said, oh, because we fucking and we doing this and we doing that, whatever. Why can't you Why can't you support what I'm trying to do? And if I ask $8,000, $8, why you can't just give it to me? I'm like, you got a whole business of your own. You make money. Why are you asking me for $8,000? So after that <laughs> argument, the next day, I went ahead and I texted her. And in the text messages, I told her, I said, look, 
If I had $8,000, what makes you think that you're the one that I want to buy? Oh, if I got eight thousand dollars, I could buy somebody better. Damn. <laughs> so, all right, I'm, I'm a man with words. When I get upset, I am very ruthless. <laughs> but man, but, look, we need to wrap this up because this, all, man, we we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> because my whole idea of it is, is that if I'm spending that kind of money. You own a beauty shop. You own a beauty salon. You do hair for a living. You have your own shop. You make your own money. You have a house. You spoil your kids. Your sons have cars. Everybody's taken care of in your house. You're asking me to take money out of my children's mouth, out of my children's accounts, out of my children's possession to give to you for miscellaneous shit. So fuck my kids. Right. But if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna, if I'm, if I'm gonna forsake my children for a bitch, I'm gonna buy a better bitch. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy one that everybody go, God, hey, <laughs> how much pay for that? He said, I'm gonna buy me a better bitch. I'm you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna buy a better bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I get it. I get it. It's like. That's why women need to stay out of the pockets of men. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. Got it. But with that being said, man, we we really busted this thing. <laughs> this this about two hours long. <laughs> man, I know, and there's so much more you can really dig. Yeah, it's really really, really more to go. Five minutes. Yeah, I'm literally <laughs> thinking about breaking. Yeah, well, I already knew it was. That's why I wanted to start early. I'm trying to, like, I don't even... Roe versus Wade. Like, we didn't have to, because That's Roe right. versus Wade... Right, yeah. It's got to be a whole other one, dude. It's got to be a whole other one, because... Yeah, because yeah. I'm very nice and deep, like, too. Shoot, because, man. Because, I tried, I tried to get the podcast off earlier this week with the Roe versus Wade, so... Yeah, you know, we... I got a lot of stuff Yeah, we was... We, we started that. <laughs> but, man, I do appreciate you guys coming in on and whatnot. I appreciate the time. I appreciate the conversation. Um, as always, y'all make sure you guys check in the link in the description. Look at YouTube. Look at uh, Twitter, Instagram, um, the Anchor app for the podcast. Like, subscribe, send it to someone that knows somebody that knows somebody. Make sure you guys look and at also, the truck. Uh, check out the Google podcast because oh. it's definitely on there as well. Oh, yeah. I forget about the Google podcast. Um, Comcast, too, as well. And Apple podcast. Spotify. All of that now. Um, check out uh, the Trouble brand. Or you can purchase you some uh, pro-black business. Well, he's an all-black owned business. Get you some pro black, uh, I'm black first shirts, swimming trunks, yeah. watches. Category now. Huh? I'm going with the trouble brand is now only is, is now uh, presenting the the actual brand stuff. So you can still get the sub brand, the I'm black first, that's still on on the website, but it is not prominent on the website anymore because we're just pushing the actual brand now. Right. So if you guys, the links will be in the description so you guys can link up to that. 
Motown Gaming's YouTube channel where he streams and on Twitch will be also be in the link of the description. And we're gonna have and um, the wellness hotline. If you know somebody that is going through a mental health issue, anxiety, um, depression, the links are for help is in the description. Don't stand by idle when people are hurting or going through a situation. Reach out and try to help somebody because you might be that person that might give that person the help that they need and trying to better someone else's life and whatever. Black man, we're pro-prostate. Get your prostate checked. Get get to a doctor. Go get it checked out. Black men are dying every day because they ain't getting their prostate checked. Get it done and whatever. And with that being said, is there anything else you guys want to add? Two minutes? Nope. All right, well, with that being said, if you guys like everything that we have to offer and everything we said, I appreciate it. If you didn't like anything we had to say and what we have to offer, guess what? We appreciate it anyway. Today, uh, this is the Unpacking Podcast, and today we've unpacked.